Hi and welcome to SCW The Wrestling Channel here on YouTube.com. Thank you for choosing the channel and choosing the video. Please subscribe right now. Leave any comments in the comment section. Please like and share the video as well. Talking WWE SummerSlam 2019 taking place in Toronto, Canada. And I'm going to go through now and give you my match card predictions for the show. Um, there are 10 matches on WWE.com. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, there is one match going to be added that has not been announced yet. So I'll be tackling that as well and of course the Roman Reigns situation has still not been made into a match on the pay-per-view so at the end of the video I will be talking about that of what perhaps they may do uh, if there was certain matches and how I think it might play out but that will be at the end of the video but there are a lot of good matches to talk through here and a lot of interesting points perhaps to making in some of these matches so I'm not going to waste any of your time and get straight into it but of course with every pay-per-view you must start with the kickoff show now it's not been put on the kickoff yet but no no doubt it will be. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match, Drew Gulak against Only Larkin. Just been thrown together this one. Only Larkin winning a six-pack challenge on 205 Live this past week to get a Cruiserweight Championship match. I expect this to be a decent match. I reckon it be quite hard-hitting. Two tough competitors, but I expect Drew Gulak to still walk away as Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, not much more to add on that with 205 Live. As I say, this one's sort of been thrown together and uh, it will be hopefully a good match, but as I say, Gulak to take up with the W. Uh, but elsewhere, expected to be thrown on the card, and I think this will be thrown on the kickoff as well, should it be added, is Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander. It would be a bit of a downgrade for Drew to be on the kickoff show, but I just don't see how that would make the main show if it's going to happen. It's yet to be announced officially. It's according to Dave Meltzer that it's going to happen. If it does happen, Drew McIntyre will pick up the victory should that match happen. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. But of course, uh, that is only rumoured to this point. If the kickoff is a two-hour show, I wouldn't be surprised if another match is thrown on there. Perhaps maybe an Alistair Black, Sami Zayn rematch or perhaps something else. But that match was put on early. A few matches this week, uh, grudge matches, have gone on Raw and SmackDown and have gone on earlier when they could have been expected to have been thrown onto the pay-per-view. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if there is any more additions to the kickoff. Uh, but uh, for the main meantime, let's look at the main card. I'm going to start with a match that I'm looking forward to talking about. It is Finn Balor against The Fiend. Bray Wyatt. Now, with this match, it's pretty much one-sided here. The Fiend Bray Wyatt um, is finally going to make uh, you know a, a return to the ring here under this gimmick of the Fiend, um, and I really like what they've done with the character. I love the Firefly Funhouse. It's almost like a an innocence of of, of Bray's side to now the fiend which is kind of like the the hate side um and almost you know that the, the firefly found else wants to explain some of the actions my only problem with the bray white character right now is that we don't have enough explanation in my mind of why he's gone after the people he's gone after i mean why has he actually gone after finn balor we don't actually know one could assume that it could be to do with their failed feud a couple of years ago, which may have put Bray Wyatt in this position to begin with. Of course, uh, the, the failed uh, alter ego of Sister Abigail uh, was brought up, of course, for, for Bray Wyatt back then, which uh, was really bad booking at that particular time. And, of course, Finn Balor was um, victorious over Bray Wyatt. Uh, but, of course, they were going to do that with Sister Abigail. And, of course, I believe at that time uh, there was an illness that kept Bray Wyatt, uh, uh, among a few others, off the TLC show. And uh, that, that feud was quietly dropped. 
Um, and it feels now we're revisiting it now with this fiend Bray Wyatt. And uh, a lot of people wonder if we're going to get the demon Finn Balor here. But uh, rumours has it Finn Balor is going to be taking a break after SummerSlam. I wouldn't bother with the demon. Uh, I expect this to be a squash match. Um, and it should be. It should be. Bray Wyatt should be dominant here. I don't see there's any reason why uh, there should be any reason for Bray to look weak here. I think he needs to be a, a dominant guy, win this match within three to four minutes. Finn Balor can go off, have a break. Balor can come back with a much renewed push, maybe a change of direction. Maybe he could join a faction. Just giving a hint out there, maybe he could be more of a demon when he comes back and be a heel himself. Maybe Bray Wyatt the Fiend leaves a demon impact on Finn Balor for when he returns. Uh, that would be the way I would go with it, and that's the way I would potentially book it, because uh, Finn Balor, this current Finn Balor for me, uh, is going a bit stale now, and uh, it feels like there's a lack of personality. Um, and without the demon, I just feel that he feels a bit flat, Finn Balor. So um, that's how I feel about Finn. With Bray Wyatt, I want to see a bit more explanation. It seems the reason he attacked McFoley is now he's going to be using the Mandible Claw. Perfectly fine with that. But why did he attack Kurt Angle? I know there was an apology on Twitter, but I still don't get it. And I kind of want a bit more explanation because we don't know why he's gone for these people, why he's going for them. But um, certainly anyway, uh, there is a lot of intrigue. And maybe the intrigue is that we need to watch to find out these answers at a later date. And I'm fine with that if they come eventually. But if they don't come, then I will start finding a few cracks with this Bray Wyatt character. But at the moment, I'm loving it. Bray Wyatt will pick up the victory here at SummerSlam. Next then, I will look at the United States Championship match and possibly going to be one of the technically best matches on the card. AJ Styles is going to be defending the United States Championship against Ricochet. I am loving the OC, um, you know, the original, um, you know, the, the only club that matters. Uh, I, I, I'm loving the, the, the heel turn from AJ Styles. I'm loving that Gallows and Anderson are now important again. Raw Tag Team Champions, Gallows has got the face paint like he had in Japan. This OC group really feels like that the club has gone a level up this time with this stable and it's been taken a lot more seriously. Um, I think that the feud with Styles and Ricochet has been decent, um, they've had a couple of great matches. Um, I was surprised that the last month that uh, the, the, the belt changed so quickly. I think the United States Championship has changed hands too much this year. Uh, and as much as I am a big fan of Ricochet, I do think right now that the momentum is with the OC and AJ Styles here should retain the United States Championship. I hope that this is going to be given a good length of time because these two have got the potential to put on a five-star show stealer. And I really hope to see that with these two on this particular card. As I mentioned, the last match uh, I talked about should be a fairly quick one. The next one I'm going to talk about should be a fairly quick one as well. So I'm hoping this match here is given time and I'm going to predict AJ Styles whether he cheats, whether he doesn't, he will retain and still remain United States champion. Next then, I expect this to be another squash match on the card, but definitely something with a lot of intrigue going in. Goldberg returning, going to be taking on Dolph Ziggler here at SummerSlam, the pay-per-view. Now, of course, a lot of rumours were going out after the, the Super Showdown with the bad performance with Goldberg and The Undertaker, that there was a lot of heat on Goldberg, um, that the company didn't want anything to do with him. A lot of a lot of sources were coming out and saying this sort of stuff. But you, you saw the cracks on TV of where those, those reports were false because Dolph Ziggler was openly name-dropping Goldberg uh, when talking about the legends and talking about how bad his performance was. It almost felt like that 
there had to be a reason. You didn't just name drop someone for no particular reason. So I wasn't so surprised that Goldberg came back. My main gripe with it is that the internet broke the news beforehand. And I wasn't so happy that, that, that sometimes I like the fact that we get ideas for things. Like I like the idea of the backstage gossip. I like the idea of contracts. Uh, is someone going to AEW? Is someone coming to WWE? Oh, they've got an eye on this new Japan guy. But sometimes I don't like the idea where something is just blatantly spoiled. Uh, when, particularly when we look at this storyline, I do think it's actually been quite well done when we look at it. I think Dolph Ziggler has had some uh, great promos here. And since coming back, I mean, he's not really been treated well in ring on matches. He's lost them, you know, a lot of matches. And he lost to Kevin Owens at the last event in 12 or 18 seconds. Something like that was, was not a long match at all. And I expect that this one is probably going to go a similar length of time. But, I mean, to look at the match itself... Dolph Ziggler, I think that um, the super kick on Shawn Michaels gave an intrigue with Michaels. There was a particular thing with The Miz, uh, and we thought we were getting a match with The Miz. Then The Miz said it wasn't even signed the contract. We thought perhaps it could be Shawn Michaels, or we knew it wasn't going to be because we knew who was really coming through the curtain, but they teased it could be Shawn Michaels, and then Goldberg come through the curtain. Of course, all those names have been name-dropped by Ziggler and almost been involved in this big angle. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have preferred it to be HBK, but uh, Goldberg is the guy coming back in. It seems like a redeemment here after Super Showdown, and uh, I think that that is why we're getting Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, I think Dolph Ziggler is going to lose here quite quickly. The entrances are probably going to be longer than this match. Probably me talking about it is going to be longer this match. I think Goldberg is going to pick up the victory here, and uh, hopefully it'll be a better performance than Super Showdown, but I think Ziggler will make Goldberg look good, uh, and I think he will put him over, and I think Goldberg is picking up the victory here. And we could say, then, this isn't good for Dolph Ziggler. I mean, why does uh, someone who's a current star need to put over an older guy? Well, Dolph Ziggler has kind of been buried, really, in WWE for a number of years. I mean, at least five years. So at this point of the game, Dolph Ziggler... I don't think it hurts him any more than he's already been hurt before. I don't see him as a main eventer. He was one of my favourites for many years, and uh, particularly when uh, he won the Money in the Bank and then he won the World Heavyweight Championship in 2013. I really thought he had a potential to become a big company guy, the new Shawn Michaels. It never materialised, and um, as much as Dolph Ziggler gets these stop-start pushes, um, it really seems to me that at this point, he's not going to be the main eventer like Kofi has sort of become this year. I just don't see it happening for Dolph, um, sadly. And I think that here, even if he loses very quickly, it's not going to do any more damage than it already has. So yeah, Goldberg is my prediction. Speaking of the internet ruining things, we're now going to next look at uh, a legend against uh, a superstar of today, Charlotte Flair against Trish Stratus. Now, of course, um, you probably think to yourself, well, how can we have a SummerSlam without Charlotte Flair? Well, she was asking that question on WWE TV. She couldn't get herself in a SmackDown Women's Championship picture, so she got herself a match with Trish Stratus instead. But of course... Again, the internet seemed to break this news very quickly, um, almost as soon as Charlotte Flair said she was going to find an opponent for SummerSlam. Apparently, this has been in the works for a long, long time, um, and that's where my negativity kind of ends with this. And I think the only reason that I have negativity from that as well is that the crowds don't get the same buzz and excitement that they could do. If this was the Attitude Era, you didn't have all this what you've got now, and I think people would have popped when they'd seen Tristratus and Charlotte Flair as a match, and people would have been instantly more invested. And I think there isn't that same investment because of that reason. But anyway, looking at the match itself, I think it's going to be a good match. I actually think that this potentially, even though Trish is a legend, I think has got the potential to possibly be 
wanted maybe even the best women's match of the night. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but um, Trish versus Charlotte, there's only one winner here for me. Charlotte Flair, going to go over. Apparently, this is going to be Trish's last match ever. I do feel kind of sorry for Alexa Bliss. She was meant to have a match with Trish Stratus last year at Evolution. So it looks like that's never now going to come uh, unless we're being worked here with Trish putting out that tweet. But um, Charlotte Flair is going to go over here. It's a passing of the torch moment. And uh, I think, yeah, I expect this to be a solid match. Next, we'll look at Kevin Owens against Shane McMahon. And, of course, the key stipulation, if Kevin Owens loses, he leaves WWE. Now, this past week on SmackDown Live, he did try and get Shane McMahon to do the same thing. I'm, I mean, Shane said he's not stupid and he's not going to do it. I still wonder if there's going to be a way that he's goating into it or cockiness is going to take over and that Shane does actually put his career on the line here. The rumours suggest, uh, if you look at the rumour mill, that Shane is going to probably take a break from WWE some point soon. Um, and there was rumours going around one point that this was where it was going to be done. Kevin Owens was going to be the guy to write Shane McMahon off TV. Um, I do believe, obviously, KO is not losing this. Without reading anything on the internet, you can turn around and say, well, KO is not leaving WWE, so he's not losing this match. Kevin Owens is probably the biggest cert of the night, is going to win this match. Is Shane McMahon going to stay? Is Shane McMahon going to go? I wonder if there's a crazy stunt involved somewhere. I wonder if there's going to be a change of stipulation. Maybe this might turn into a, a no-holds-barred match or something so we can have that crazy stunt from Shane McMahon. Maybe then there's a way of getting people like Elias involved as well. Maybe that's the way Shane McMahon gets cocky and then perhaps maybe puts his own career on the line as well. I don't know, but whatever happens, Kevin Owens is going to pick up the victory here. I expect a good match. Uh, I mean, they feuded before a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, I mean, I do feel a little bit sorry for Shane McMahon in a way, and I'm sure that will get me some thumbs down for just saying that comment. But I mean, I, I feel he's been overexposed on TV uh, with a lot of segments on both Raw and SmackDown for a long time. The wild card did him no favours at all. Um, and I think that that's a big reason why people are soured on it because the Hill work hasn't really been bad. It's just the fact that I think he's took too much TV time from other stars who could have had it. So I think that that's the main gripe that a lot of people have had with Shane McMahon. But anyway, going back to the match, Kevin Owens to pick up the victory. Next, let's look at the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bailey versus Ember Moon. A match for me that has got great potential. A match here that I'm actually looking forward to seeing. But a match that I feel I could or perhaps should have been looking forward to seeing more. Um, now, we've had minimal uh, interaction with these two. I mean, we did get the uh, the Eclipse, uh, the, the sort of stunner from Top Rope that Ember Moon does. Uh, she did that on Bailey on SmackDown one week. Then the next week, we did get the Bailey to Belly. Uh, this week, Bailey made a save for Ember Moon when Ember Moon was being, uh, you know, putting a sharpshoot on the outside by Natalia. Um, for me, I feel that this is going to be a good match. I just... I don't know, I feel we could have had more. I don't know, I just kind of feel like that these two, an emphasis could have been made that these were two underdogs in NXT and they were like darlings that got themselves over with the fans, got themselves to the top to become champions at one point. Um, I mean, Bailey just hand-picked Ember Moon as an opponent as well. It's not as if Moon actually earned that number one contendership. Um, I think actually it would have been better when she beat Charlotte in that quick match that she just actually had a number one contendership on it. So it would have made just a bit more credibility instantly on this match. Um, but looking at the result anyway, what should happen? I'm hoping it's going to be a close encounter. I'm hoping in one way that this could be a start of a couple of matches that we we're actually just scratching the surface of a feud here. Maybe we could get a really close encounter. Bailey retains as champion. I expect Bailey to retain, 
And um, I don't know, maybe here Ember Moon is like one of those close but no cigar and maybe she can in that way get herself more over and maybe we can get a rematch down the line. But um, for me, I expect Bailey here to actually retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Next, we'll look at the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch against Natalia in a submission match. Now, um, I did say before that I thought Trish and Charlotte could be the match of the night of the women's side of things, but this has really got the potential to be something here, and it all depends how it's booked, because submission matches are, are very good, because, I mean, you need a story in a submission match quite quickly, because the you can't pin people, you can't get counted out, there's no DQ, it's all about submitting. Both women have got signature submission moves we've got the disarmer for becky lynch we've got the sharpshooter for natalia um it's very interesting to see how they're going to play it a few people suggested maybe we could get a repeat of wrestlemania 13 here uh, and actually becky lynch passes out from the sharpshooter i would be massively in favor if that happened and natalia of course is canadian and would get that uh, the, you know the big pop here if she was to win the royal women's championship in canada i just feel myself though if we're going to make a prediction here I mean, Becky Lynch is now going to be one of the covers, uh, one of the cover stars for WWE 2K20. Now, if you're a cover star for a video game and you're a champion um, for a merchandise selling point uh, from, you know, you know, just trying to push the game itself, you don't want your cover star to look weak here. So I, I don't see Becky Lynch losing uh, and I see Becky Lynch retaining the Raw Women's Championship solely for this reason. I would love Natalia to win the belt for that sort of style with Becky Lynch passing out from the sharpshooter. I think that that would be the best booking decision because I think in a weird way, um, it would help the credibility of both women in this match. And I think it would get Becky Lynch a bit more over. Um, it sounds stupid to say because there are a lot of Becky Lynch fans who are really pushing for Becky. But I do think that Becky's booking has been bad in 2019. I do think some people have soured on her. And to be honest, I'm not saying I'm one of them, but I have been a bit lackluster with the Becky Lynch booking. Um, I personally feel that Lacey Evans' feud went on with her too long. Um, and I'm a fan of Lacey Evans, but I, I just felt that that feud dragged and dragged. And I do still think that when Becky Lynch won the belt from Ronda Rousey, that um, the best thing that they could have done after that would have been to bring up Shayna Baszler. And that would have been the natural feud to come into SummerSlam. I do feel that that would have really... Um, kept the heat going. I mean, there are a lot of rumours that Ronda Rousey might even come back here at SummerSlam, which I'm not sure that's going to happen. I'm not counting on it. Um, but looking at the match itself, I mean, let's just say it is these two. I've put my neck out there. I think Becky Lynch is going to retain. Next, we're going to look at the Universal Championship match of Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Now, Brock Lesnar has quite simply victimised uh, Seth recently. The attack on Raw... Um, a couple of weeks ago was absolutely brutal. The F5s that were done where Rollins' belly was on, uh, kept hitting uh, the, the steel chair that was like unfolded. It was, it was really sort of gruesome to watch. We didn't see the attack as well from the ambulance and stuff. We see Seth coughing up blood. This week on Raw, I'm pleased to see when he came out. He, could, he did sell the fact that he was hurt and uh, he did have tape around the ribs as well. I like when we see that because that's storytelling. That's what we need in WWE. So props for that. They, they, I do think that this has been built quite well. Um, I did think it was a bit early for Seth Rollins to give the is it worth it taking this punishment promo. And it is worth it. It's all he's got. He's guaranteed victory here at SummerSlam. 
Um, and this is probably one of the matches that I am least certain on. Now, I did do uh, I do uh, a weekly uh, episode here now on my YouTube channel saying Ask SCW. And I did ask for a prediction for this last week. And I did say that I thought Seth Rollins would actually get the belt. I do kind of feel here that it would make Brock look really weak in this position. Because Seth, I still want him to sell this come SummerSlam. I think he should sell this injury to the point that maybe he can get himself where he's close to the win, but he doesn't do the job because Brock did the damage before the event. I just feel right now that as well, people have also soured on Seth Rollins a bit. They want Seth to look cool. And I think he, he would look cooler in defeat than he would in victory. But the only thing that makes me question this is that he's guaranteed victory. And when baby faces guarantee it, they usually deliver. Um, you know, you only got to look at like a Roman Reigns guarantee and say, if Austin had guaranteed it, if The Rock had, they always came through. Cena, they always came through. I just have this feeling that maybe Seth might come through, but I think that that would be a bad booking judgment here. And I mean, no belts have changed so far, in my opinion, on my predictions. So a belt is going to change somewhere. Um, I feel this is the most likely match if the belt is going to change. But I'm going to go for Brock Lesnar, just purely because I feel right now, weirdly enough, it's actually working with Brock as Universal Champion. He's making more appearances. Um, I'd like to see a couple more fresh matches with Brock. Um, it just would be interesting to see how it would play out. So I'm going to go for Brock Lesnar, but this one I'm really uncertain about. This is probably the hardest one to pick. Um, and Seth Rollins could pull the upset. But I just think that it would be a bit unrealistic. I'd find it hard to suspend my disbelief. So I'm going to stick with Brock. And I think that that would be the right booking move for all parties. Perhaps at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, Seth Rollins becomes Universal Champion. I just don't think it should be at SummerSlam. Last but not least, on the advertised matches then for SummerSlam, the WWE Championship match, and probably the match that I am probably most looking forward to, if I'm brutally honest. I think it's been uh, the best built match for the card. Kofi Kingston defending against Randy Orton. Now, Randy got over when he was sort of thrown into the championship picture with a, a battle royal, and people thought he was going to win the battle royal, and he lost that battle royal with the into Seth Rollins. And then he got a victory on SmackDown, over Kofi Kingston in the six-man tag team match, inserted him into this position. And I love the fact that we have revisited an angle from 10 years ago. Now, it sounds weird because it's like, God, that's a long time ago. But there was rumours that Randy Orton had held Kofi Kingston back in a particular feud. Kofi was getting over. There was rumours that Randy Orton had used his influence. And in this storyline telling, Randy's almost more or less said, yeah, I did. You weren't ready. You're not ready now. You're only where you are because I took out Ali and you took Ali's spot and now you are WWE champion and you're only going to hold that belt till I take it from you. And I love that we've had some back and forth. It's been serious. It's felt like there's some genuine hate. And we don't. I don't feel that hate all the time uh, when I watch WWE programming these days. I don't feel it the same as when I look at old stuff from like the Attitude Era or the Ruthless Aggression Era. Here I actually feel some hate and I like it. Uh, it really puts a little bit of investment for me in this particular match. Now, looking at the match itself, I think that this is the starting point of a feud that can go further. Um, I do wonder when Kofi's going to drop the belt because I feel that his uh, Cinderella story um, probably will end sometime soon. I just don't think it's yet. 
I kind of feel like, I feel Kofi Kingston could win here, but I, I wonder if Randy Orton might RKM afterwards. I wonder if there's going to be like a chunk of like stupid, like Randy Orton did after the RKO. I believe it was, um, it was like TLC, uh, I believe 2009, uh, that that happened. They had a match together, a singles match. Randy Orton hit the RKO and just was shouting stupid. It just embarrassed the whole situation, just buried Kofi before pinning him one, two, three. Um, and they really emphasised that on the video packages as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's thrown into this match here. And I, I personally, I'd love it. I think it would be really cool. I'm going for Kofi to retain. So yeah, I have I've actually gone for every champion to retain their championships, which probably is a very dangerous thing to do because one of them is probably going to drop the, the belt. But um, it just depends which one. But I actually feel that this is my most confident prediction of all the championship matches. I think Kofi is going to win here. I don't think the feud is over. I think it's just getting going. I actually think that this one could lead towards Hell in a Cell in a couple of months' time. Uh, and I'd be all in favour of that. Um, but looking at it right now, I'm going to go for a Kofi Kingston victory. So that's all the matches that have been advertised. Let's talk about Roman Reigns because it's SummerSlam. It's arguably the what they say is the second biggest show of the year. I, I treat Royal Rumble as the second biggest show of the year these days, but um, SummerSlam is meant to be, you know, the biggest event of the summer. It's one of the big four, and Roman Reigns isn't booked here. Now, a lot of rumours are suggesting lots of different things that um, WWE run out of time. They kind of almost lost the point of where they were to, to, to put Roman Reigns' match together. It felt like for a while that a match with Samoa Joe was on the cards. I'm glad that didn't happen, just purely because of the fact that uh, I've seen Roman and Samoa Joe too many times on pay-per-view as well as Raw. Um, so I'm pleased that that's not happening. I feel like we've even got with this week as well. We'll, we'll go into details and we'll bring Samoa Joe back in. But um, Roman Reigns, of course, then had this, this angle where... Um, the forklift and, and a load of apparatus sort of fell on top of him. Um, he came away unscathed, which for me was 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 a bit weird. I would have liked to have seen him sell it more. Um, we've seen some more selling in this in this uh, pay per view, and we didn't see much selling there. He got up in the same show and walked off. Um, there was some bad acting going on around him as well. I'm not going to name drop anybody. Uh, but then we got to Monday Night Raw this week, and of course the rumours were that it was Samoa Joe that was rumoured one of the guys that's going to be that have done it. Um, and of course Joe pleaded his innocence uh, we see that uh, Joe was going to uh, approach Roman Reigns in the parking lot as he turned up for the show two hours in who knew Roman Reigns turned up to a show two hours late um, but um, yeah he pulled up he got out and as, as they were going to talk about it Roman Reigns had to jump back into the car because another car went smash into his car uh, and of course then that car drove off Roman was a bit shaken thankfully nothing had happened to him um, but this was a, a lot more sold better. The the way that this was written and, and portrayed on TV came across a lot better on Raw, and it almost saved the angle for me, um, and it showed as well Samoa Joe was innocent as well, and almost to a point that Samoa Joe showed compassion to Roman Reigns, so maybe a face turn could be on the cards here. Now, rumours had suggested before we'd got here that it was Daniel Bryan that was the cause of this, and there's many people that he could have been. I mean, Braun Strowman's not on this event. Neither's Baron Corbin. We know Lashley is out with an injury, so it's not going to be him. Uh, I mean, now we know Drew McIntyre's rumoured to be maybe in a lower card match with Cedric. But there was there was options of people he could have been. And Daniel Bryan, of course, another big name here uh, and someone that could have been involved. And he's got Rowan by his side. Now, on SmackDown, we heard that Buddy Murphy was, uh, was around during the area. Roman Reigns confronted him. Um, and we see that uh, there was like an attack in the back there where Roman Reigns attacked Buddy Murphy uh, and Buddy Murphy eventually revealed that it was Roman who did it. So we now get to SummerSlam. 
I can't see Roman not having a match or some involvement here at SummerSlam. So do we have a, a, a match? And it has been said in the dirt sheets like ringsidenews.com um, that there could be a match with, with Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy. Now, if that did happen, I think it would be a good match. It wouldn't be a long match. Um, Roman Reigns would go over. We could have a match with Roman Reigns and Rowan, um, and who's done this on behalf of Daniel Bryan. I think that's a potential that could happen. I expect then Roman Reigns to go over. I don't expect a match between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Now, this was a match that was supposed to happen, but it feels like this would have been made and sold to us had that had happened. I think that we could get this where it's building towards that at the next pay-per-view, which has been done through SummerSlams before. I believe Jericho and Shawn Michaels, um, there was like almost a, a retirement angle done with Shawn Michaels back in 2008. That was done on SummerSlam. So instead of actually Jericho and Michaels facing each other, they had where they actually built an angle at this big show for a, for a future pay-per-view going forward. So this is not out of the realms. It's been done before. It can be done again. But I do believe that we could see something in the realms of a match here. Uh, maybe we could get Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns as a team against Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. If there is any match involving Roman Reigns, I will say now I predict Roman Reigns to win. But uh, we're unsure at this point what's going to happen because nothing's been announced by WWE. This has been recorded on Thursday, so if anyone is, is uh, actually done since, I will do a separate video on it again just to go give an official prediction but i am saying for you who have stuck through this video and thank you for doing so as well i do appreciate it that i do think Roman Reigns should there be a match that he will win it but that's everything for me anyway on this particular video here on scw the wrestling channel that's my SummerSlam 2019 preview and predictions i hope you've enjoyed the video i'd like to know your feelings in the comments below if you've enjoyed this video uh, what your predictions are for the show would love to know what you think if you agree disagree uh, and as well do make sure to keep out as well for more potential videos nxt takeover toronto those predictions are on the channel now you can go and check those out please do i encourage that you do go and uh, look at those predictions also and ask scw will be back of course over the weekend as well we'll be doing episode four you can give me a question in the comments of this particular video i will check them out i'm looking to get that video hopefully up for you on saturday because SummerSlam is on sunday and of course nxt toronto being on saturday night as well um i do kind of want to get that video out before those shows because of the fact that uh, i do know a lot of you guys will probably be investing a lot of your weekend uh, on those shows so i want to give you an opportunity to have something a bit of fun to watch beforehand if the, you get the time and the opportunity as well but do throw a question anything wrestling related in confirm in the comment section for me right now i will come and check this video again uh, for the comments and uh, if there's a question there brilliant i'll answer it for you i'll give you a shout out as well so you get a shout out for it you can plug your youtube channel or on twitter as well we can do that uh, scw wrestling channel you can check that out uh, follow me on there at scw underscore steve and uh, yeah you can get a question in for me and i'll answer it for you but i'm talking a lot now so it's probably time that i come away for you and uh, thank you for watching anyway please like share subscribe spread the word of scw uh, thank you for watching my SummerSlam predictions and uh, i'll see you next time here on youtube take care and uh, yeah enjoy your day have a good one